What's up, Welcome to another episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you know, I am you. And as as always, always, always on podcast platforms, everywhere, Brandon Janu Show. Um, also, social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Brandon Janu Show. And like always, YouTube channel, Brandon Janu Show. Shout out to all the new subscribers. Shout out to all the people that's been viewing. Appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and um, hope you guys enjoy these, 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 this episode particularly. I really, really hope you guys enjoy this. And uh, let's get into it, man. It is Wrestling Life, the top 10 WrestleMania matches, according to me. Um, so I went, saw a lot of WrestleMania matches. Uh Enjoyed a lot of WrestleMania matches, um, and I hope you guys enjoy this. So I've done two episodes of these already, and um, this is the list so far. So number seven on my list was Undertaker versus AJ Styles WrestleMania 36, the Barnyard match. I thought that was an incredible match. It comes in at number seven. Number eight, it number eight on the list, Edge and Christian. Versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dugly Boys, WrestleMania 17. TLC 2 for the tag team titles. It's literally one of the greatest tag team matches of all time, especially at WrestleMania. Um, number nine on the list Charlotte Flair versus Oscar, WrestleMania 34 uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was probably one of uh, Charlotte Flair's best WrestleMania matches that she's had ever. And Oscar at that time was just unfucking stopped. And unfucking beatable. And at number 10, the Phenom again. This time he was taking on Ric Flair at WrestleMania 18. No disqualification match. Um, a lot of people might not like this match or might not even know a lot about this match because everybody hypes up the Rock and Hulk Hogan match, which I had it on the list and then I thought about it and I'm like, mm, it's not, it's, it's so much more that Ric Flair did in this match for Undertaker then I think Hulk Hogan did for The Rock. I'm sorry, I just I just I just like that match better. Um yeah. So tonight I am starting off the top five with the fifth match of it, but also I will be doing a sixth match, which I'm about to get into right here, right now on Wrestling Life. So here we go. Coming in at number six. Um I had to switch these two matches around. I got like three matches for six because the next two are in the top five. So number six, I had to choose out of these. Well, I had to choose out of two matches, not really the third match because the third match is both matches are recent WrestleManias. And I just had to think which one did I love the most. And, and I thought about it. And I felt like at number six, let's take a trip to last year's WrestleMania, man. WrestleMania 38, night one. The visionary, the revolutionary, Seth freaking Rollins versus the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes, it is number six on my list. You goddamn right, Seth Rollins is gonna be on my list. God damn it. Um, 
This is a great match. Uh, so Ronnie, what it was, because we all knew Cody Rhodes was coming back to WWE. It was rumored for weeks on in, I think even months on in, that he was leaving AEW and coming back to WWE. As one of the finals of AEW, he leaves the company. He just leaves. And we had heard rumors, and plus Seth Rollins was pretty much at the time looking for a WrestleMania opponent, looking for a WrestleMania moment, looking for a WrestleMania match. Um, he had, at the time, was teaming with Kevin Owens, and they went for the title. And just going into WrestleMania. And then, of course, Vince McMahon calls him into the office and say, hey, man, why are you even ask me for a WrestleMania match? It's stupid to not have you on a card, which is very true. If you know, Sir Rollins is one of my favorite wrestlers, clearly. Um, but Seth gets uh, goes into Vince's office, and Vince tells him that, and says, and Seth's like, okay, well, then who am I fighting? He's like, oh, you're fighting. Well, you're fighting the guy when you get to the ring. You know who you're fighting. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So Seth goes to WrestleMania. And like I said, again, the intro, the, 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 uh, his walking down to the ring, he has a choir on the stage, they're training, they're singing his song. And he goes to the ring, and you feel it. You feel it. This is for the first time. You knew what was coming, but you can still tell the fans was just like, I don't really know if Vince really pulled this shit off and got Cody Rose to come back to WWE. Because you had rumors that Cody wasn't really, he was coming, but you didn't really know if he was coming that night or we, we didn't know. So, to see Cody come out under the stage and that song, his song Kingdom plays and immediately, sorry about that. And immediately you felt the entire arena. That is never, WrestleMania, other than maybe WrestleMania 33 when the Hardy Boys came back, that was a moment. Like, you fucking knew it was coming, but you just like, wait, is he really coming back? Like, holy shit. And he rises up and the energy in the place, you could feel it. And you could tell, like, holy shit, this is crazy. And then they go on and have a motherfucking great match. Like, the shit's incredible. And actually, if it wasn't for this match, it should probably be higher. And I had it in the top five. I'm not going to lie. I had it in the top five because I had a reason for why. And I never realized the reason until I actually got on this podcast. But I actually realized now why this match means so much to me and why probably I care so much about this match. Because it kind of prompted me to do wrestling life rate and review show. Because I literally said this is a this was a five star fucking match. It was a five star fucking match, and some people on social media was like, "Yeah, it was okay, it wasn't great." But I was like, "No, this is a five star fucking match." The intros, the fucking walk to the rings, everything, and then you could feel the crowd engulfed in a minute by this fucking match. You could just tell this was different compared to also the rest of the night. WrestleMania night one was. The best night of WrestleMania, if you ask me, WrestleMania Night One was incredible. WrestleMania Night Two was it had a lot to fucking follow. Matter of fact, a lot of the WrestleMania Night since they switched to two nights, Night One has always been better. Am I the only one that realized that shit? 
<laughs> like WrestleMania 36, night one was better. You remembered it. I even had to undertake on here to bond y'all match. WrestleMania 7's night one was better. And then this, night one of WrestleMania 38 was fucking incredible. So, compounded with this match. And I could have easily put Becky and, and Bianca on here too because there was the there was the match before this, and I could have easily put that on here, but it just didn't have that same type of energy, man. As this, the crowd never was out of it. You could tell the crowd was always in this match. They hung on for every single moment, every fucking fall, every fucking hit, match, move, everything. This match prompted also clearly a trilogy. That ended with the torn peck in a hell in a cell where Cody Rhodes beat Seth Rollins for a third consecutive time and convincingly with a torn peck. But if it wasn't for this match, it probably would have never happened. And it, it, this match prompted me to create Wrestling Life Rate and Review Show for all of the pay-per-views that WWE has done. And I think I actually did one for this. I can't remember. But yeah, man. Yeah. This is probably why I love this match so much. And plus, I watch it like every other day on YouTube. So, yeah, I probably watch it at night. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> probably watch that bitch tonight. I ain't even going to lie. Um, but, yeah, it's six. It's six. It's, it's damn sure in my top ten. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. It's it's one of the best matches I've ever seen. Um, Because, of like I said, you knew it was coming. You knew Cody was coming back. But you just didn't know how the chemistry of these two men were going to go. And they put on a fucking classic, man. It was a great match. Great fucking match, man. Um, wrestling at its finest. It fucking was. Seth is such a great wrestler and ring performer. Cody, if you're to come back to the company against Seth fucking Rollins. And I hate to say it, but I know it's going to happen. Seth and Logan Paul are literally going to have the best match at WrestleMania. They're going to have the best fucking match, especially with this cartoonish as WrestleMania is now looking like. They're going to have the best match on WrestleMania. It's, it's, it's going to be effortless how these two men are going to go in the ring and do what the fuck they do. Yeah. And, that numbers, and that's number six. Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania 38, night one. Incredible match. Incredible match. Now, entering into the top five of this If Seth and Cody was off of the return of Cody Rose and just having instant chemistry in a match, turning into the top five is just history making, defining history, becoming iconic, which is why starting out the top five. It's WrestleMania 37, night one main event. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You know Bianca Belair is going to probably be on this list too. <laughs> Somewhere. Also, you know Sasha was going to be on his list. Somewhere. She's only had like, damn, think about it. Sasha's only had like, oh, God. 
four WrestleMania matches? Yeah. Yeah, This is only her first, only single match she ever had. Like, same thing with, like, Charlotte. Like, Charlotte had her first single match, literally, like, her first singles match at WrestleMania 34 against Asuka. That's kind of why I put on the list. And Sasha's first WrestleMania match, singles match, was Bianca at WrestleMania 37. That's probably why I put her on this list. But, yeah, I feel like... Not just because it's because of the history of it. Nobody knew if these two women were gonna literally headline WrestleMania 37. They didn't have an idea. We didn't know. Like the the way it was told was that it was supposed to be Drew and Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship, which that match was literally thrown to fucking get her five seconds after the fucking elimination chamber and everything. After Bobby won the match, we didn't even know if Drew was getting another shot. They just literally, literally before was like, oh, Drew's fighting Bobby Lashley. Because they had fucked up so bad with the opportunity. Like, they fucked it up so bad. Because the Miz cashes in money in a bank. Bobby Lashley beats the Miz. It was like, and then it was like, well, who the fuck is fighting for the WWE Championship? It was no match. Drew McIntyre didn't have a match or nothing. And he just ended up with the damn number one with the title match. It was like, what the fuck? And it was like a terrible fucking build for that. And Bianca actually won the Royal Rumble, which, again, it goes into the idea of realizing that Bianca wasn't even supposed to win the fucking Royal Rumble that year. It was supposed to be Charlotte. They wanted Charlotte to... Vince wanted Charlotte to go back to back, and she didn't, and they gave it to Bianca, which made fucking sense. So not only did you didn't know what was the main event at WrestleMania 37 for night one was, you didn't even know that. And then on top of that, on top of that, the fact that you, the fact that this was a history-defining match. It was two black women. And that's another thing. Like, there's never been two black people that main event at WrestleMania together, ever. So to see two black women go out against the classic is a great vibe, feeling. A lot of people might not like this match as much. Whatever. You can say, oh, Brandon, you just because of and they're black. I get it. Uh, yeah. I will agree. Yes. That is one of the reasons. But they also are two incredible female athletes and wrestlers at their craft. Like, there's a reason why Sasha Banks walked the fuck out the company. Because she didn't see the point of having a title. If you have no real competitor challengers for her to fight. And they put on a match. Now, Hyde ended it. Bianca's reign at the top ended is still the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Other than that, Bianca and Sasha is definitely in my top five of this. I don't give a shit with nobody say. Um, yeah. Now, four, three, two, one. I'm still trying to bait how I'm going to do it. 
but I will be doing it. I don't know how. If I want to do one big episode, I'll probably do three, four, and then two, one separately. Yeah. I'll probably do it like that. Like, yeah, probably do it like that. Yeah, because these next four are some of my favorite wrestling matches I've ever seen at WrestleMania. So, yeah. Hope you guys enjoy this, man. But, yeah, that is the list so far. So, Bianca versus Sasha. For the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania 37, night one, WrestleMania night one is number five, while Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 38, night one is WrestleMania uh, at number six, Undertaker versus AJ Styles first, uh, at WrestleMania 36, Born Yard match uh, night one, seven, Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys, TLC two, WrestleMania 17. For the tag team titles at eight, Charlotte Flair versus Oscar for the women's Smack, for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania 34 is nine, and Undertaker versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania 18 no disqualification match is at number ten. Hope you guys enjoy this. Like I said, got four more to go. That's about it. I hope you guys enjoy these WrestleMania 39. Even though I think this is kind of stupid, how WrestleMania 39 is going, I will be doing a rating review show and stay tuned for these next uh, couple episodes. Until then. Hope you guys enjoy. I'm Brandon. Peace.